Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host for Nick's Nerd. Well, 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 hello, 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 and welcome to Nick's Nerd News. Today is August 31st, 2022 can't believe August is over. The summer is almost over, folks. Uh, I, I know a little bit of it runs into September. And uh, that also means we're on episode 225. 225! It is I, your host, Nick. Thank you guys for always tuning in week in, week out. I, uh, I'm happy you guys can join me here. Um... You know, it's very much appreciated, and, and uh, I love talking to you guys every week about nonsense, right? We, we, week in, week out of just, just nonsense, utter, utter nonsense all the time. So, so instead of waiting around, why don't we just get right into that nonsense right away, shall we? Uh, as always, we start with what's going on in the video game world. Obviously, Gamescom was last week. Surprisingly, there wasn't that much stuff. Uh, that came out other than what happened at, at opening night live, surprisingly. Um, a lot of good announcements that we talked about on last week's episode. Um, but then we also learned during the week that PlayStation 5 is actually getting a price hike, which is wild. <laughs> um, and not a small one either. Uh, everywhere but the U.S., um, which prompted uh, both Nintendo and Microsoft to say they're not raising the prices on their consoles. Um, So the price will go up in Europe, the UK, the Middle East, Africa, Asia, Latin America, and Canada. Um, So in Europe, it will go from, uh, with disk drive, will go from uh, 4.99 euros to 549 euros, so it's about 50 bucks. Digital edition will go from $399 to $449, again, about $50. Uh, in the UK, it will go from £449 to £479, only about $30. Uh, and digital, £359 to £389. Uh, in Japan, it will go from 49,980 yen to 54,980 yen. I guess that's 5,000 yen about. Uh, and then digital from 39,000 yen to 44,000 yen. In China, it will go from uh, 3,899 3, yuan to 4,299 yuan. Digital 3,099 30, yuan to 3,499 yuan. Australia uh, will go from 749 Australian dollars to 799 Australian dollars. Holy fuck. Uh, digital from 599 to 649. Mexico will go from 13,000 pesos to 15,000 or 14,000 pesos to 15,000 pesos. Digital will go from 11,499 to 12,499. Canada will go from 629 Canadian dollars to 649 Canadian dollars. Uh, And digital will go from 499 Canadian dollars to 520 Canadian dollars. Um, 
So we'll see what happens. Meta and Sony so far are the only companies to increase prices on their consoles with everything that's been going on. Still very interesting for them to do that. Um, it will. Let's see if it impacts sales at all. Granted, people were paying like a thousand fucking dollars when the thing launched, so who knows? Um, the Switch OLED is getting a new edition, uh, which was also announced at Gamescom. They are getting a Splatoon three version of the Switch OLED, uh, which was shown off. Um, we also learned that the Netflix adaptation of Bioshock has found a director. Uh, Francis Lawrence, who's known for directing The Hunger Games, has joined the project. Uh, no word yet on a release date. It also found a writer, uh, so it looks like that's gearing up for pre-production. Uh, WWE will not be the only wrestling game on the block this year, as AEW is entering the ring. I think I don't remember the last time AEW had a video game but it looks like it's getting one again this year so that way if you get bored with uh wwe 2k you can play something different uh the developers behind total uh total war games creative assembly have announced they are working on a new adventure game uh trying to branch out a bit from their standard rts fair uh no word on what type of adventure game what kind of theme if it will be an ip uh anything like that um as it's in very early development. There were a lot of rumors flying around last week that uh, allegedly Amazon was buying EA. Uh, Several different articles from very reputable sources, one saying they were, one saying they weren't. Uh, Ultimately, though, we learned via CNBC that they were not buying EA. Um... I don't know where the rumor started. I don't know how the rumor started, uh, but it, it, <laughs> that's it's that's wild to me. First off, the fact that that I don't think first off I don't think Amazon's going to make a big ass purchase like that. Um, I mean, they could. Let's be realistic here. I I don't think though that they would. I don't think they would buy EA though. That that's the thing. Um, I think if anyone, if Amazon was going to buy anyone, I, I think it would be Ubisoft. Um, I, I think it would Ubisoft would be a little more affordable than EA, to be honest. I think EA has a, a large market cap, and their their valuation is is a lot higher. Um, so I I just EA is at thirty six billion dollars. So. If they were going to be bought out, it would probably be more than what Microsoft paid for Activision. Um, so let me see what was Activision purchased for again. Um, hold on. Uh, why do I not remember what Microsoft paid for them? Um. The deal was $68 billion. So, I I think an EA deal would be a lot more. Like, like let's, let's realistically think for a second. That EA deal would probably be twice that, um, if not around the same thing. And I don't know, 
Like I said, I don't know if Amazon's willing to throw that kind of cash around right now. Um, but rest assured, it didn't happen. Okay, we, we don't need to worry about it. It's all good in the hood um, for now. Who, who knows, though? Um, a new sim game was announced. Not The Sims, but a new simulator-type game was announced. One that I think I'm kind of interested in. Brewing Simulator. You get to be your own brewer. Open up your own brewery. Start a business type deal. Uh, granted, I, I, I don't know how fun that would be. Um, but it's coming. If you've ever wanted to open up a brewery but don't really have the means to do so. Uh, we also learned that the Twisted Metal Show has wrapped filming. Um... Cannot wait for that show. I'm very excited. I like Twisted Metal. Uh, I'm excited because Anthony Mackie is in it. So we'll see. I think that show will... If it finished filming now, it will probably be out sometime next year. Um, that's for sure. Unless, of course, it has a very long post-production. Which, I, with TV shows, I, I who knows? Uh, but, again, I think it will probably more than likely come out next year. Um... Here's words I thought I would never thought I'd hear I'd Here's words I never thought I'd hear I'd say. I still don't think I said that right. And I'm not the only person. I had a conversation at work with someone about this. Uh Sony has formed PlayStation Studios Mobile. Yeah, they're getting into the mobile game biz. And uh they've purchased Savage Game Studios to quote develop a triple-A mobile live service action game, unquote. Oh, God. Oh, God, God, God. I do not like those words because that usually means it's a game um, that is just there to, to make money on microtransactions. That's what mobile games are nowadays. It seems like that's all they are, really. It just, I... That scares me. Um... It also says it will, quote, develop innovative on-the-go experiences based on new and existing PlayStation IP that meet PlayStation Studios' high-quality standards, unquote. Um, yeah, I'm not about that. Not about that at all. Um, anyway, moving on. Um, we're learning that Facebook is going to be shutting down its gaming app, which I didn't even know it had a separate app for gaming. I know they tried to get in. I know they kind of filled the void when um, Mixer shut down. Was that? Are they still calling it Mixer at the end? Yeah. Um, the alternative to Twitch that uh, uh, Microsoft had bankrolled. But uh, it looks like they're shutting down their app. I wonder if they're still going to be pushing their stuff on Facebook in general, um, but the standalone app, they're killing. Um, we also learned that Logitech's handheld gaming console, uh, purported images of it leaked, um, and it looks very similar to a Switch. Obviously, it's a handheld console, um, kind of like a, the mix between a Switch and a, a, the Steam Deck. Um, the strange thing, though, is it's going to be Android-based, but it will have an interface that's similar to Switches. Um, but still no word yet on if it's real, if it will ever come out, um, and 
where what regions and what kind of games it will have because like i said it is um it is android based but what does that mean android games that mean pc games it is streaming so will there there be like a xbox cloud streaming app will there be like a steam streaming app the nvidia one like there there's a lot of uh a lot of potential there to see what happens but anyway, WB Games has trademarked Big Chungus. You heard that right. Big Chungus has been trademarked for video game use, meaning Big Chungus more than likely is coming to multiverses. You can't tell me he's not. That's the only reason that they would do that. It's obvious that Big Chungus is coming and that's a good thing and I think I found a main if it's true <laughs> Big Chungus love Big Chungus anyway looks like Capcom is exploring a potential new um, game as uh, they are looking into SNK versus Capcom coming back um, SNK producer uh, Yasuyuki Oda, uh, who was also the director of King of Fighters 16, uh, has confirmed that uh, it's getting interest from both SNK and Capcom. And he spoke to Video Game Central and uh, referencing promotional posters from Evo. Uh, it had game artwork from both SNK and Capcom. Um, it's been more than a decade since the game came out. Uh, he says something about something definitely in the future. Both parties are looking into it. Uh, it's definitely something to look forward to if you were a fan of the original games. Uh, with September starting tomorrow, we have learned what games with gold and what the PS Plus games will be um, in uh, this year. And uh, for Games with Gold, we are going to be getting God's Will Fall, Thrillville, which is an original Xbox backwards compatible game, Double Kick Heroes, and Portal 2, which will be the final, the final Xbox 360 game that will be offered for Games with Gold. Do not expect a 360 game after September. Uh, they've just reached their limit of what they can do uh, without having to jump through any hoops. But, unfortunately, at least it's a good one, right? Portal 2. Uh, over on PlayStation, though, we're getting three games for PS Plus for September. Need for Speed Heat, uh, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, and Toem. Uh, those will be available for the entire month of September. Um, so, I don't know if you guys watched the Video Music Awards, the VMAs, on Sunday night. But it included a... Um, a, a concert in the metaverse with Eminem and, and Snoop Dogg, and it looked fucking atrocious. Um, it wasn't even a good song. But the fact that no one's talking about Meta showed off their brand new headset when the concert started. Like a blink and you'll miss it. No one fucking noticed. Which is wild to me that no one's talking about it. Maybe we're the first. Who knows? But that was there. Um, 
Quantic Dream has been has been purchased. David Cage's studio behind games like Heavy Rain and um, Detroit Become Human have uh, been purchased by NetEase. Um, I wonder if this will impact their Star Wars game. Uh, but NetEase announced it today. Uh, they haven't given a price. Uh, they started investing in Quantic Dream three years ago. They've now bought it outright. Um, they said that it will, quote, continue to operate independently, focusing on creating and publishing its video games on all platforms, quote, unquote. Um, that is going to be NetEase's first European studio. Uh, it has been reaching into AAA development for quite a while. Um... They do own several Chinese studios. They've put money into uh, Yakuza creator Toshihiro Nagoshi's new studio. Um, and then several other games. Um, but we'll see what happens now that they own Quantic Dream. And if maybe that will speed up Quantic Dream's process. Um, granted, they're just slow in general. Uh, and then the final bit of gaming news today. Uh, comes out of Konami, which isn't always a good thing. Um, Konami says they are going to unveil a new unknown game in a, quote, world-loved, unquote, franchise at the Tokyo Game Show, which is coming up in two weeks. Um, this was reported by Gematsu. A lot of people are worried. Um... Voice actor Yuki Kaji is going to come to the stage to announce it. He has worked in Grand Theft Auto, Final Fantasy XIII, Super Smash Brothers, and, and a lot of other games. Um, he's been in three Konami games, though. Um, two games were from the Su Suikoden franchise, uh, or the Terror of the Stratus, which was a PSP game. Um... The only thing, you can't say world-loved, because those aren't really heard of. Um, it is Konami, so a lot of people are wondering um, what this could mean. Um, could it be Suikoden, um, which is world-loved, apparently? Um, I am just praying to God it's not a Metal Gear game because, you know, Konami still owns the rights and they like to fuck around. But just, if it, it is a Metal Gear game, I think the world will let out a collective, like, grunt and groan because they don't want people working on Metal Gear that when it's not Kojima, that's for damn sure, because we all know how Metal Gear Survive turned out, right? Right. <laughs> Anywho, that's it for gaming. Uh, let's go over into TV, which we got a bit to talk about in TV today. Not, not all. We don't usually have a lot to talk about, but um, we're learning that Netflix has decided to renew Umbrella Academy for a season four, but it will be the show's last. Um, but while that is happening, the co-creator of the show and director of the show will actually be adapting Horizon Zero Dawn for Netflix. So he goes from one great show to potentially another great show. Uh, I, I would want nothing more than for that show to succeed and be good. 
we've also learned that Jeffrey Dean Morgan will be joining the boys in a yet unannounced role, which makes me extremely fucking happy. I love Jeffrey Dean Morgan. If, if the boys, the boys already has a perfect casting and this is just icing on the cake is what it is with a cherry on top by adding Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Um, She-Hulk last week mentioned, finally mentioned the giant eternal or not the giant, uh, uh, what are they called? Celestial head and hand sticking out of the ocean on the MCU earth. Finally, but it was mentioned on like a side article on a website, uh, right under an article mentioning a man getting into a bar fight with Metal Claws, Wolverine, anyone? That's right, Wolverine was mentioned on She-Hulk in a blink-and-you'll-miss-it mention. Uh, House of the Dragon has been renewed for season two after only one episode. The second episode brought in tens of millions of viewers yet again. Uh, as the show continues to do well, I'm very excited with, with where they're going on it. And uh, it just makes me happy to, to be in Westeros again. And having the theme song play over a new opening made just for House of the Dragon was great as well. Um, Netflix has canceled their Resident Evil show after only one season. Um, that sucks. I guess it just wasn't that good. Um Per deadline, they're not going to renew it. Um, it did go into the top ten, but it fell off the radar very quickly, mainly because people were just kind of tepid on it. Um, yeah. I wonder... I wonder if anyone else will pick it up, but no more Netflix. No more li- it's the live-action one, if you were wondering. Uh, Batman Caped Crusader, which we mentioned last week, that HBO Max was deciding to pass on, which is really fucking stupid that they're not going to be doing any animation, or they're killing a lot of it. Um, we're now learning that both Hulu, which which would be funny, uh, and Netflix have very strong interest in the Bruce Timm-led show. Um, obviously Batman will put butts in seats, so it's it's definitely not something a streamer would want to pass up. Uh, we've learned that Michelle, Nichelle Nichols uh, and Gene Roddenberry's ashes will be going to be sent to space. I don't know if they're going to go on the new rocket that was supposed to launch the other day, um, but had to be delayed for technical difficulties and weather. Um, but I don't know if they're going to be on that rocket or a future one. Uh, famously, James Doohan, who played Scotty, had his ashes launched into space after his passing. Uh, if you're a fan of She-Hulk and Emil Blonsky, we've learned that Marvel will be publishing his haikus, uh, some of which we heard in the second episode of She-Hulk. Um, they'll be available to read online. Um, sticking with the MCU here a bit more, we are now learning that the Wonder Man show will feature the return of Ben Kingsley as Trevor Slattery. Uh, playing a significant role in the series. We also know that uh, Daniel Cretton, who directed Shang-Chi, will be directing the Wonder Woman show. Dustin Daniel Cretton, that's his name. Um, so that makes sense as why Ben Kingsley's coming back. Um, and speaking of, of this happened today, speaking of HBO Max like not kicking around with automation, it animation, 
it, it's renewing Harley Quinn for season four, though. I think I need to give this show another chance. I did not really care for it when I started watching it. Um, I know people love it. I know it's supposed to be really funny. So, who knows? Um, House of the Dragon, though, like I said, was just renewed for season two. This was late news that came in today. Um, it's losing its showrunner already. The co-creator of the show, um, who is Miguel Sapo- Sapochnik, is uh, jo- joining other projects, apparently. This is per Hollywood Reporter. Um, he is stepping down from his role as showrunner, or co-showrunner, because they had two. Uh, Alan T- Taylor will take over as his sole showrunner. Um, I guess uh, he will still be the executive producer on House of the Dragon. Um, he's getting a first look deal with HBO to develop new projects, um, and he's leaving after the first season, which will be, I don't know if they're done filming. Um, so he has been there at HBO for three years developing House of the Dragon. I'm wondering why he's he's stepping down, though. Um, they did release a statement and things like that, but I don't think we need to be too worried since he had a co-showrunner. Um who knows what to do. Uh, and then, before we review a couple of things, House of, uh, uh, House of the Dragon. The, um, why can't I talk today? The Rings of Power is getting extremely high praise um, from early previews. People saw it in, in a theater. Jonathan Rhys Davies, who played Gimli in the Jackson film, said, you'll love it, go see it. Um, Jeff Bezos was being interviewed, and he said his son gave him advice, telling him, quote, don't fuck this up, unquote. Uh, This is per deadline. Uh, He made a comment at the premiere. Um, He is also a huge Tolkien fan, and uh, gave notes on the script, apparently. Um... And he said he also appreciated when Patrick McKay and J.D. Pay and the showrunners ignored him. Um, but his, his son said pretty much said, Dad, don't fuck this up. Uh, he also said, quote, Every showrunner's dream is to get notes on early scripts and cuts from the executive chairman. They just love that. I want to thank McKay and Payne for listening whenever it helped, but mostly I need to thank them for ignoring me at exactly the right times, quote, unquote. Um, he said also that it was... Uh, best decision he's made to bet on them um he also said quote my kid is a huge tolkien fan and after amazon got involved he came up to me looked me in the eye and said dad please don't fuck this up unquote i'm just gonna keep reporting uh quoting that don't fuck this up that's a huge deal it is a huge fucking deal so obviously that makes sense um but obviously a few weeks ago we learned the embracer group had purchased the rights to lord of the rings um and producers on Rings of Power and how that affects it, um, Lindsay Weber said uh, they haven't really th- thought about it yet um, because they still have to make 50 hours of television. Um, and she said, quote, there's no shortage of stories in Tolkien. You could do another 50 hours and another 50 hours and you'd still have more and not scratch the surface. We are telling a second age story and obviously hope to be the de- definitive version of that Second Age story. But Galadriel, for example, is an immortal character, and there's no shortage of stories to go around, unquote. Um, 
obviously they have the rights to Tolkien is spread all over the place. Um, and uh, she was asked if they decide to make a Galadriel movie that's set in the Second Age. She said, quote, Look, Tolkien, I think, belongs to everyone. There will be many more adaptations of his work, I'm quite sure, beyond our own. And there have been before us, and there will be after us, and it's just a sea of imagination that I think will spawn many, many adaptations. Uh, so we'll see what happens with the Embracer group and if they decide to make a Galadriel movie or not. Uh that's it news-wise for television. Um, I did want to talk about uh, Lower Decks coming back last week, and it was a fucking amazing episode. It was literally just a giant homage to First Contact. Um, the First Contact theme, James Cromwell returned in a voice cameo. Um, they go to, to Scenic Bozeman, which was great. Uh, there was also DS9 callbacks, because in the first episode is when they go to um, Cisco's restaurant in um, in New Orleans. Uh, and then they also resolve the cliffhanger from season two fairly early. I'm surprised they resolved it in the first episode. Um, honestly, that's kind of a good thing, so they don't get dragged on. They are the lower deckers, so things don't get carried over too much. But there were two um, visual cameos, not voice cameos or anything. Uh, but Tuvok got a name drop, and so did, um, I can't think of his name, but the captain that Kelsey Grammer played in an episode of the uh, Next Generation where they get brought to the future and nearly crash with the Enterprise. And so it was cool to see that. So Lower Decks is back. It's great. Uh, and then House of the Dragon. <sighs> episode 2, man. Fucking great. Tense. Uh, the political drama that we live for in Game of Thrones, and some other things that obviously are setting up the future um, potential, I guess what you would call uh, conflicts that the show is is known for, are all being set up here in episode two, uh, as well as family drama being set up. So I'm very excited to see where this show goes. I've read online that they did change a few things from the books, but overall, I, I, it seems like everyone is, is happy with those changes. Um, but I'm loving the show, two episodes in. That's it for TV. Uh, let's talk about movies here on this ridiculously hot night. Um, we have learned that Godzilla vs. Kong 2, or whatever it ends up being called, uh, has begun production. I thought it already did begin production. Uh, but we're learning that they are going to be teaming up to fight an even bigger threat. Uh, so it looks like Mechagodzilla is returning. <laughs> no, no, no idea yet. But uh, production has started. And while they will be fighting again, they'll also be teaming up this time. Uh, Neil Gaiman has been very candid lately about Sandman and different adaptations. We learned that Warner Brothers wanted um, Michael Jackson to star in the show at one point. Um, but we've also learned that uh, he killed the Sandman movie that was going to be potentially made. And I, I guess he said it was the worst script he had ever read, quote-unquote. Um, he sabotaged the movie. He was interviewed by Rolling Stone, and he said, quote, I sent the script to Ain't It Cool News, which back then was read by people. And I thought, I wonder what Ain't It Cool News will think of the script that they're going to receive anonymously 
and they wrote a fabulous article about how it was the worst script they'd ever been sent, and suddenly the prospect of that film happening went away, quote-unquote. Um, it was going to be adapted by... Who was going to direct it? Um, doesn't say. Um, it was being adapted for Warner Brothers, but it was essentially stuck in development hell. Um, and Gaiman said, quote, it was the worst script that I'd ever read by anybody. A guy in John Peter's office phoned me up and he said, so Neil, have you had a chance to read the script we sent you? And I said, well, yes, yes, I did. I haven't read all of it, but I haven't read enough or, but I've read enough. He says, so pretty good, huh? And I said, well, no, it really isn't. He said, oh, come on. There must've been stuff in there you loved. I said there was nothing in there I loved. There was nothing in there that I liked. It was the worst script that I've ever read by anybody. It's not just the worst Sandman script. That was the worst script I've ever been sent, quote unquote. Um, he is, and that's why he sabotaged it. Um, interesting. Um, it's very different. Uh, the plot was interesting um oh god the director john peters i guess he wanted to have a mechanical spider in the movie which gaiman didn't like and well uh he ended up directing wild wild west after this and guess what he put a giant mechanical spider in that movie and <laughs> we know how that all turned out um oh geez yeah, there were several different versions that happened after that, but then ultimately we now have the Netflix adaptation that people are loving. I very much enjoy it as well. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder will be on Blu-ray soon, and we've learned that it's going to have additional deleted scenes. Uh, these deleted scenes, though, will feature more of Zeus and the Guardians, scenes that were cut from the final cut of the film. That's fun to hear. I want more Russell Crowe Zeus. Uh, Warner Brothers has been looking for their Kevin Feige figure type to lead DC Films. Uh, and we may potentially have now heard who it might be. The Hollywood Reporter is reporting it. There's no been no official confirmation. Uh, but that Warner Brothers is talking to Dan Lin to head up DC Films. Um... He's worked with them on the Lego movie, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Um, what is this Hollywood Reporter called him? Uh, one of the most film producers in Hollywood. Uh, he's being championed by Alan Horn, who is the former chair of Disney. Um, obviously, Alan Horn is the reason Kevin Feige is in the role he's in today. Um, and we know that Walter Hamada will be departing the role soon. Uh, Variety also reports that Dan Lin is involved in Disney projects, so I wonder if, if those will still be happen, uh, or he'll, if he'll still be involved, um, if he goes to Warner Brothers Discovery, possibly not. Um, no official deal has been made or offered per Variety, but we'll see if it ultimately pans out and becomes true. Um... We also now know who will be directing the Fantastic Four film. Uh, Matt Shankman, who directed WandaVision, uh, will be helming Fantastic Four after John Watts ultimately stepped down from the director's chair. 
Uh, we've also learned that Ezra Miller has been meeting with Warner Brothers executives to help save The Flash, allegedly. Um, he's been going on an apology tour as of late. Looks like they everything finally caught up with him with them. Um, he met he they met with the heads of Warner Brothers Film. Uh, this is per Hollywood Reporter. Uh, Miller and their agent Scott Metzger met with the chair of W Film WB Films, Michael DeLuca and Pam Abdi. Um, they apologized to them. And essentially for bringing negative attention onto The Flash. Obviously, Ezra does not want to lose that role. Or Ezra doesn't want to hamper its its release. Especially because of it being considered very good per test screenings. Um, but we'll see what happens with them ultimately. Um, Miller's the one who sought out the meeting. And especially because he doesn't want it to be canceled after fearing it might be. Um, and apparently Ezra said The Flash is one of their favorite characters to play. This is all per Hollywood Reporter. Um, I guess the high test scores, Ezra's decision to apologize and kind of fix the shit they've been going through um, is part of the reason they're not as upset anymore. However, Ezra is still facing multiple legal issues uh, that will no doubt come to fruition soon. So I'm not sure if you guys are aware, but Saturday is National Cinema Day, and multiple large cinema chains, movie theater chains, have announced that for National Cinema Day, they will be offering tickets for $3 a person. You heard that right. You could probably go see some big movies for just $3 a person, this Saturday for National Cinema Day. Uh, we've learned that Daniel Craig, um, while preparing for um, Glass Onion, which is the sequel to Knives Out, uh, he forgot his, his accent. Um, so we're learning more and more about Glass Onion. And uh, he had to go see a um, accent coach for the role. Uh, I guess it is a little different. Uh, he was being interviewed by Empire Magazine. Uh, he said, quote, I'd forgotten the accent. I didn't want to do a pastiche. Uh, I wanted to make it as grounded, as anchored in reality as possible, quote, unquote. Um, it's weird because it's not the only movie he did a southern accent in. And obviously in Knives Out, it was a little funny. Um, it wasn't as uh, realistic as maybe you might here if you were visiting the south uh, it's funny that he forgot it though and had to work with an accent coach when he was filming uh, glass onion um jordan peele said more stories are definitely possibly able to be told from the nope universe so it looks like of all his horror films uh, he's going to be telling more from nope uh, as opposed to get out or s um, which Makes sense, because a lot of people said there's a lot of potential there. Uh, I, unfortunately, did not get to see the movie. I'm waiting for streaming, but um, it's there. We also got a trailer for the Weird Al film, which is not entirely 100% truthful. Uh, it's it's based on a Funny or Die skit. I didn't realize the movie was going to be based on the Funny or Die skit, um, where Weird Al has like a, a relationship with Madonna, which is that's funny in and of itself. Um, 
But the trailer is glorious. I will tell you that right now. I cannot wait for this movie. Even though it's going to be free on the Roku channel, it looks and sounds amazing. And and it's funny because um, obviously he's being played by... Um, oh, God, Harry Potter. Why can't I think of his name? Uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Obviously, Daniel Radcliffe is playing... Uh, uh, Weird Al, but Weird Al is providing the singing voice for Weird Al, and uh, Weird Al actually has a role in the film, which is great that he's in it. So it's just a very eccentric, hyper-stylized version of Weird Al, and obviously not really Weird Al. Um, Today, actually before I recorded, I went to the movie theater... And I got to watch Batman nineteen or Batman from nineteen eighty nine for the first time in a theater. I'm very very happy about this because obviously, you know, the movie came out before I was born. It is my favorite Batman movie, and I went with some friends, and they were like, "Oh wow, that!" I just they like I don't remember the movie being that good. Obviously, Jack Nicholson's an amazing Joker. Um, I noticed things I'd never noticed before because obviously in a theater it's a lot louder than I would normally listen at home. Perfectly tuned sound and everything like that. And I heard different sound cues and lines and things from the movie I'd never noticed before. And it, it just it made me love it even more. And to be able to experience it with friends was great. Plus it was only like five bucks to go. I really think I need to start going to see more old movies when they show them at the theater. I, I always want to go, but I always miss it somehow. Um... Like, I, I really wanted to see The Godfather when it got re-released uh, a couple months ago for the 50th anniversary, and it, I missed it. Um, so hopefully an opportunity like that comes up again, because it was definitely, definitely a, an amazing experience. Um, and just getting to watch my favorite Batman movie on a giant screen is always, always fun as well. Uh, and then some, some movie news that came in late today. The Beverly Hills Cop 4 movie is officially, officially under production, has started filming. This is per deadline. Um, It's going to be on Netflix. Uh, It is now being called Beverly Hills Cop Axel Foley. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Taylor Page have both joined the sequel um, in unannounced roles. I have a feeling that, you know, maybe Joseph Gordon-Levitt is playing Judge Reinhold's son or something like that. Um, wow, I can't believe it's actually finally happening. Uh, it's being directed by Mark Malloy, uh, was written by Will Beale. Will, uh, Eddie Murphy is back, of course, as, um, as Axel Foley, and it will be, he is producing alongside Jerry Bruckheimer, Chad Oman, and Melissa Reed of Jerry Bruckheimer Films. Um, but... So Netflix got the rights in 2019. Obviously, they've been working on it for then. Um, They've been trying to get it off the ground for years. They tried to do a series. That fell through. Um, But we'll see what happens. I wonder if they'll get Judge Reinhold back, because obviously a lot of the cast is still alive from the original films. Um, I mean, John Ashton is still alive. Uh, He played Taggart. Um... I just don't know, obviously that guy's not going to be in it, but 
like Ronnie Cox can be back. He's he's still alive. Um, so it, we'll we'll see what ultimately happens um, because it's been a very long time, even since three. I don't know if Hector Elizondo would come back. He was in Beverly Hills Cop three um, because oh Damon Wayans was in it, and obviously they could even bring back Bronson Pinochet. Uh, as Serge, because I think he was in, I don't know if he was in the third one, um, oh, he was going to be in, anyway, um, Gil Hill, who was it, oh, that guy, oh, Gil Hill, he played, um, he played the, the cop, the, the Troy, the, um, Inspector Todd in the in the movie. He was actually a real cop, which is funny. Um, but obviously he won't be in, in the new one. Um, yeah, Judge Reinhold was in all three. Oh, Bronson Pinochet was in the first and third one. Uh, not everyone, obviously, is, is alive from them. Um, but again, it, it comes down to if... Hector Elizondo would come back. I don't see why not. Um, but we'll see. Uh, I am excited, though, to see this when it comes out, which probably will be in the next six months or so. Or, mm, it depends. Um, because, obviously, it depends on what is going to have to be involved to get the film made. But it is Beverly Hills Cop 4, and I'm over the moon. Our final bit of movie news. I was, I was debating talking about this. But Ryan Johnson was, uh, obviously he's talking about Glass Onion, um, was talking to Empire, and he essentially was asked about The Last Jedi, he said that he's happier than ever with the film. Um, and, and let me get his exact quote. So, yeah, it's, it's from the same Empire interview. Uh, he said, quote, I'm even more proud of it five years on. When I was up at bat, I really swung at the ball, unquote. Um, obviously, yes, that makes sense. He, he really went far with it. Um, and it, it pushed things in new directions. And unfortunately, a lot of people didn't like it which caused a major course correction, and obviously then we got the worst Star Wars movie. Um, but also out of this, we've learned that his his um, his trilogy, that his Star Wars trilogy that they're working with is still in development, might be a little farther out. Uh, he did say, quote, I've stayed close to Kathleen, and we get together often and talk about it. It's just at this point a matter of schedule and when it can happen. It would break my heart if I were finished if I couldn't get back into that sandbox at some point, unquote. Um, which, I don't get me wrong, I, I'd rather him work on some things, let the fandom kind of die down a bit with their hatred towards him. Um, I was just reading comments online about The Last Jedi, and it's, it's wild what some people say. Um, but ultimately, I'm, I'm very excited to see where he goes. I know a lot of people want him to make a Old Republic trilogy, which I think would fit very well to his themes that he did in The Last Jedi and things like that. But we'll see. Um, 
that's it though for Nickstar News this week. Thank you guys for listening week in, week out. Again, I'm your host, Nick. As always, check out nixnerdnews.com, where you can listen to the show right in your browser. Or if you prefer, you can listen to the show on the go. You can find links to our Spotify page, our Google Podcast page, our Apple Podcast page. We're on all the big services. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on Amazon Music uh, and several other places. So make sure to stop by there uh, so that way you guys can subscribe, like, share, all that good stuff. Uh, also, while you're on the website, check out our social media tab where you can see our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram feeds all in one place. We always post fun memes. Um, or just search Nick's Nerd News on your preferred social media platform of choice. And with that, I will catch you guys on the flip side. <laughs>